Welcome back to another edition of Ke Alakai the podcast. I'm Michael Kraft and I'm joined this time again different different setup not with Carly not with Olivia but this time we've got Brad joining us. Yes sir, happy to be here. It'll be fun. Awesome. And then we've got our special guest today. We have Ron. So um welcome Ron. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me over. Now we're super excited to have you. Why don't you um Ron is uh, I interviewed him for a story that I just worked on a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Ron's a pretty interesting person, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? You can do it better than I can. <laughs> yep. So my, my name is Ron. I'm from Fiji, and I've uh, this is my last semester here at BYU Hawaii. Um, I started BYU Hawaii in 2014. Took a little break, came back, tried to finish this off. Um, have a double major and double minor with uh, with some professional certificates here and there. And so I've had a really good time here. Uh, together with being a student at BYU Hawaii, I also am a employee development coordinator for PCC. And I'm also the president of the Affirmation um, uh, Hawaii chapter here in Hawaii. Um, yeah, um, that's about it. Awesome. Um, I, what uh, what brought you to like Hawaii? Why why BYU Hawaii? Was that always in your plans to come to school here? Not really. So um, so I, I I dropped out of high school um, because uh, of my uh, situations back then, uh, you know, whether it was financial or, or depression or whatever, I didn't quite have the means to finish my high school. And so um, I just went through life like a normal dropout would, I guess, right? And so when I went to, um, when I converted to the church, I decided to go serve a mission. And when I served the mission, I heard from my mission president that he was encouraging people to go get an education. And I thought, I've always wanted an education. I just never had the opportunity to had it, uh, get it. And so when I heard about it, I decided I was going to um, give it a shot. Um, I applied to BYU Hawaii and, I, and, I, and they rejected me a couple of times because I didn't finish high school. And so I finished what I needed to finish in uh, Fiji. And then I bounced up here. It was almost as if it was a calling to come to BYU. Uh-huh. Sounds sentimental, weird, but yeah, it was. It did change a lot more. I, I learned a lot more coming to Hawaii, not in the classroom sense, but in just the way living over here in this community, trying to help the community, understand the community, and and being exposed to whatever Hawaii exposes you. Kind of yeah, gives you a different perspective in life, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. That's way cool, and that's. That's insane. I didn't know that you were had a that you were a dropout and that you went through that. And I think, you know, that's that's uh, something that's really a lot of people um, can relate with the depression and with uh, the struggles of financials and, and things like that. Uh, do you mind sharing like what what like motivated you or what have you what did you learn from like going through? something like that because that's a dark place and that's that can be a hard place to like crawl out of oh yeah so one thing that i that teach the people that are with me or or help the people that are around me is that every you're a product of your choice right and so going through depression going through crisis of all sorts in your life you know and going into that dark spot that you're talking about you have to at the end of the day uh, most of us will want to have a savior, to have someone come save us, right? And that's what I was waiting for, and I was wasting time waiting for that until I realized um, that, you know, that person has to be me. And I have to make those choices to be able to make sure that this has to come from within myself, and that brought about the greater change. And although I didn't finish high school or whatever, 
I came to I came to Hawaii, I came to BYU. I took the hardest courses that I could. I took one of my majors in accounting, one of my majors in business management. The other one I have HR. I'm studying political science, and I'm also studying legal studies, right? And so this, these are some really intense stuff, and I did it, and I did it well. I was set to graduate cum laude and everything. So I'm I'm proud of that in a sense that it shows the people that are in the same boat with me that if you are determined enough you can you can achieve things you can make things happen but at the end of the day it has to be choices it's not whether you're smart or whether you've got this means or that means i mean life has knocked me down a lot of times you know and every time that i was able to bounce back and what people saw was like oh my gosh you you're pretty good you can do you know you you get out of everything but they don't know the backgrounds you know backstage stuff that happens to make me go back up to that point again and those those things come when you are able to make hard choices exactly i love that that's so true those those hard choices are the ones that can be definitely life changing and oh, yeah. uh, thank you for sharing that that's that's very motivating thank you no, yeah, definitely. I, I I like how you're talking about how um, with uh, going through your life that you felt kind of like you had to wait for somebody to to save you or something like that. And then you realize that, oh, no, it's got to be me. I, I have to be the one who takes control and makes the changes that, you know, I want in my life and then make things happen. I really like that. And, and you know, it seems, well, from my point of view, it seems like now you're kind of taking that role to help other people. Um, go through their struggles as well because like you said you're the president for Affirmation Hawaii um, so do you want to share a little bit about that uh, get into that a little bit about how that started and what um, motivated you to start it when you did and all of that yep um, so just my part in this um, I, I'm, 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 I'm a gay um, Christian person and uh, being a gay Christian person is a very unique thing sometimes you find that you're either too gay for the Christian community or too Christian for the gay community, so where the heck do you go, right? And, and it just becomes a very daunting um, dilemma, right? And so um, I joined the church in the hopes to, you know, kind of fix myself or whatever, but I realized through the journey that I w was put through by, by God, and he, you know, I know, and I have a real good testimony of, of, of God and the gospel as well. And because of that, I was taken through this journey where I was able to discover myself, find a place in the gospel, find a place in the world. And most of all, my purpose as a gay Mormon um, here at this time, right? One thing that I decided while I was going through this process, it was a hard process, right? And it's hard going up to people and asking for help. And people really don't understand as well because it's, I mean, you barely understand. Why would somebody else have the answers, right? Or how? And so when I came out of this darkness, I was say, when I came to the other end, and not that the darkness is over, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to face any more trials up ahead, but I didn't want to be someone that when people come up to me, I didn't want to be the kind of person that gives them basic answers like, oh, go pray about it, or, or go do this, or, oh, you know what, trust in the Lord. I wanted to be able to do more than that, in, in sense, to reach out and actually show them by experience, by, you know, means of any sort that, you know what, hey, let me, let me help you. Let me be that... Um, that shoulder for you through this time because I don't like I, I like the idea of people going through trials I, and it's, it sounds bad but that's mm -hmm. what it is right you want to be able to uh, become what God wants you to become you got to go through the Gethsemane that God wants you that, you know to get through right and I think that's what that's what's wrong with people is everybody wants to have a crown in heaven but nobody wants to go through Gethsemane 
And so what I just I know that if people want to go and become something valuable or reach their potential, they'll have to go through some some stuff. I can't take that away from them. But what I can do is help them through it. Right? I can hold their hands at least through that darkness or whatever and say, you know what, it's gonna be okay. And that's why affirmation is such a is such a big part of our my life right now. It's because it's not um, there's a misconception that it's a gay club, <laughs> but it's not. It's a, for me, it's missionary work. It's something that I have um, been blessed to have a tool to help people find purpose in life, to help them understand that suicide is not the only answer, right? Because you'll see if you if you look at the statistics, gay communities suicide rate is so high, right? And it's a shame that you know we don't take enough notice of that and I didn't want to be the kind of person that does that and I didn't want to be the kind of person that only talks right and so I couldn't start anything in BYU because of policies and whatnot and we do have that respect and honor code and whatnot and so we didn't really get into that but we did start something off campus where students could come still which was within the gospel uh, guidelines within the honor code we, they could come uh, be able to express themselves be able to feel at home pretty much yeah and yeah that that gave the us uh, a bigger purpose than what people might think it is. Awesome. Um, I think uh, one thing that, that you said that stuck out to me a lot was that um, a lot of the times people feel like they they want life to be good and they don't want to have to deal with the, the struggles that come with it. Um, I know it's you know it's not the same level or anything as, as anything you might have gone through, but yesterday um, <laughs> I was watching I was watching um, Grey's Anatomy. And there was this moment that it, it was basically the same thing. Um, it was this rabbi, and he was lying on his deathbed, and he was just like, I know I'm going to die. And the doctor was taking care of him. She was just telling him, you know what? This is unfair, um, blah, blah, blah. And he just looked at her, and he, he could tell that there was, there was more um, to why she was upset. Um, and so he started asking her questions. I asked her questions. She opened up, and she was like, you know, I've done everything right in my life, and God, you know, he's never there for me. I just don't know. He's, I think he's just not there and kind of explaining how she's been doubting her, her faith for a long time. And the rabbi, even though, you know, he's Jewish, she's Christian, he just told her, hey, listen, if, if everyone just had faith when times were good, then nobody would believe because everyone goes through hard times and there's never a guarantee that you do, you know, the right thing and then everything's going to be perfect for you and you don't have to go through any struggles. The whole point of life is that, you know, we go through struggles so we can grow. So I really like that you, you know, that you brought that up and and are aware of that. I think it's it's something really special that not everybody can, not everybody grasps while they're going through the struggle that this is a necessary part of of life and for us to grow. Totally. I mean, tri like trials are so so huge. You know, it's it's what haunts us. It's what's in our mind like twenty four seven. You know and. Uh, and everyone's is different, you know. Everybody has a different walk of life. Everybody has a something else that they they face. My challenges aren't your challenges, and, and vice versa. Like everybody has something different that they face. Um, but I think what's so important, and I think what the the affirmation uh, club is doing is that you give a place for people to feel loved. Because like you said, like we can't. We're not, we're not the savior. We can't take someone's pain away or, yeah. or we can't atone for other people, but we can offer them love and we can uh, be that shoulder, like you said, for them to, to lean on, to cry on. And, and that's huge because you need that. You need 
people like we're we're all here on this earth together for a reason you know we didn't just get sent here by ourselves. like we're here with others and yeah i love i love that you know one of the one of the greatest virality of people is that they're afraid of emotion i mean i i i am sometimes i can be mean as heck and and sometimes i make decisions that really seem strict but at the same time i'm the kind of person that advocates to let people feel what they want to feel. I mean, give them a space to wind down, have a little breakdown, and then, you know, as long as they realize they can, you know, put themselves back together and go out. Because if people don't have that space to feel comfortable to kind of just lay their head and be like, you know what, I am freaking tired, and this is what I'm feeling, if they don't voice it out, it's all, it's gonna bottle up, right? And this is, this is a part of missionary work that people fail to notice. I guess they think it's all about, you know, just converting, baptizing, and making sure that um, this happens or that happens. But sometimes the best thing you can do for a person is to allow them or give them the opportunity to express themselves, to express their feelings, to have, to make them feel comfortable in their own skill, you know? Yeah, no, um, just a couple, th like, like you talked about missionary work for a little bit, and it's something that I've been, I've been thinking a lot about is kind of that whole idea of you just go and you teach them and then you baptize them and it's just like, you know, pop, 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 just super fast one after another. Um, but, and I remember that my, on my own mission, there's a lot of people who you would teach and then people would be like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't bother with them. You've been teaching them for like two months and they're not progressing. But then it always stuck to me like, but uh, it's two months to change their whole life. That doesn't seem like it's, you know, fair for me to give yeah. up on, on them so quick. Um, so I always feel like it's, it's important to, like you said, to allow people to feel and to give them time to grow and change. Um, and I think it's so important to let, to have spaces for people to be able to feel comfortable and to feel emotions and to let emotions out in a way that, you know, they're comfortable with and it's natural to them. Um, like, I think that that's one of the most important, th when you feel comfortable enough to be able to share, you know, what you're feeling and, and let all of that out, it's a special place and it's a... It's a good thing that we have Affirmation Hawaii so that people, you know, can have that outlet, um, a place that they feel safe at. Yeah, for sure. My mother taught me a great lesson about this because when I came out, my mom is a, is a Hindu woman. She's not a member of the church and she lives a traditional life. She's, you know, older lady and my dad too, right? And so they didn't know anything about this. And so when I went home back to go and just get myself together again, and she saw me struggling through. I think one of the hardest things our parents go through is seeing their children suffer and not have the answers to help them, right? And she was there at that point. And one day she just stood at, like, stood in the, at, the, at the end of my bed and I was just laying there all depressed and whatnot. And, I, you know, and she said, I don't, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to be here. And that's all that I needed, right? I just needed her to let me go through what I was going knowing that she's there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even though she didn't have the answer, she didn't have to. And she, did just, she just needed to be there. Definitely. Um, not, I mean, you, you're a pretty interesting person, not just because of um, your involvement with Affirmation and you know, your journey, but you're kind of a student leader um, in and of yourself. Um, I remember the story that I, was, that I interviewed you for was about um, coronavirus and students who had to decide what am I going to do? Am I going to stay? Am I going to leave? The school's telling me to go. What am I supposed to do if I can't leave? Um, and you wrote, um, you and, and a few other student leaders, you wrote a letter to President Tanner and President Grace of PCC, um, basically asking them, hey, 
um, can we can we figure something out? So do you want to talk a little bit about um, how that came up and, and how that went? Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been blessed with a really good job, right? I, I, I work as a student employee developer for PCC, and that helps me. Um, what the what the job is is to basically help students uh, and employers wherever possible to reach reach their potential, right? To be successful, to raise PCC's uh, productivity, to raise their productivity even after uh, they graduate, right? And that kind of um, put me in this spot where students meet me a lot and they see me a lot. So what when this happened, the coronavirus. Um, confusion kind of just broke out in, into campus. There was rumors, there was letters that weren't specifically answering questions about whether we're going to stay here or not. People started fearing whether they're going to get kicked off campus or not. And there's a whole lot of, a uh, whole bunch of rumors going around. And so um, one night when the students messaged me and said, hey, Ron, we need your help. And they put together a group of the presidencies of all the chapters, and they came up to me and said, "Let's, we have concerns. Our, our students have concerns, and they're really worried. You know, and this anxiety is not helping them um, with the already anxious uh, situation that's going on about the coronavirus." And I said, "Okay, well, like we could write a letter." And so um, we got together, and they said we need to talk about this and that and whatnot. And I wrote it all down in a letter. And I emailed it to President Ten and President Grace, asking for their help and their understanding to kind of see what the students are going through, because all these decisions were being made for us, but we were not being heard. We would, we just felt like our concerns weren't being taken on board. And so once that letter was sent uh, to President Grace and President Tena, uh, the very next day, um, President Tena re um, sent out a bulletin, um, which calm down every the whole situation just calmed down right after that right all the students just became so much more grateful we messaged out to the chapters to you know kind of just let the news out to your students um they were you know it, it was just it was just um it was a gutsy move. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen, right? I, I was gonna just email the president, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna freaking kick me out." But <laughs> I was like, "You know what? If I go, it's, it's fine. I'm gonna just go out." Or good cause. Oh, well, yeah, go good cause, whatever, you know? right? At least these guys will have something, you know, peace of mind or whatever. And so, um, I just sent it. I was like, "Okay, here you go." So I sent it, um, and then when the reply came. It's so good to just see these people calm down. That was great. Like, nobody was freaking out about going home. Um, ISS wasn't, you know, getting flooded because every time you walk in and there, there was a big line, right? There's students out there just trying to run away and do whatever. And so, and there was also a concern that if what right now, if everybody just runs away, what's going to happen to BYU and PCC if when they open? Like, how, how are, if there's no workers? I don't know. There's a bunch of concerns and stuff and a lot of talk with the students. And so I, I, what I really saw in that time, though, there was a lot of students that we have that are so mature, they're so loving, they're such good leaders. And these are the people that came up to me and they had all these concerns and stuff and they wanted to stand up for their peers, you know? That's great. Shoot, yeah, that's awesome. I remember, because I remember when when, when um, we did the interview and you, you forwarded me the email and I was reading it. I said, shoot, this is really good. And I thought, okay, I have all the interviews done. I can write this story right now. But, you know, like the whole um, coronavirus thing, especially um, I guess that was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, everything was changing so often. It felt like every hour something new oh, yeah. came out. And so I said, let me just hold off on this for a second. And then, the, you know, next day I saw the, that bulletin. I said, 
for me personally, I said, shit, I'm glad I didn't write it because then I had to go and like change everything. But no, I, I, I can imagine, yeah. you know, on a more serious note for you guys, like, you know what's that must the, have been. You know what's the worst symptom of this coronavirus that I've seen so far? Is the reaction of people. You know, it's the attitude that's coming out of it. I mean, news is making all this thing look way scary and whatnot, and it's understandable, but people start looking at the, the, the progress at the same time as well and start making decisions just because they're panicking, you know? I mean, let's just stay calm still, you know? I don't know. No, I mean, it's true. That's, I think the most important thing for people to do is to stay calm and stay rational and just, you know, think about things and don't make decisions just like on a whim because the decisions that we make now, I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the decisions we make now, how we deal with this will determine, you know, at least the next chunks of our lives. You know, if we just decide we're gonna go home and stay home for, you know, just change schools, if we're gonna do whatever, just it, it changes, you know, the way the paths our lives are gonna go. So it's it's important to stay calm and to weigh things out and to think what are we gonna do. Definitely, I think I think it's cool. I think we're we're gonna be in the history books. It's a big moment, you know. Yeah, <laughs> for real. It's <laughs> oh gosh, the Corona generation yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it is it is pretty. It's 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 kind of crazy how how big this this thing this pandemic is. I mean, I guess by the nature of it being a pandemic, it's big. But like, um, it's something that you know the world hasn't seen for. A very very long time and it's 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 weird to be to be a part of that and to and to live in a world that's having to adjust to all of that and find out new norms and things like that so um, yeah I think one one thing that's making this whole situation blow more out of proportion is social media the amount of connectivity that we have right now and the information flow that we have right now is way more than what people in the days of old had right and they had plagues and stuff like that and when they recovered and so we'll, we'll recover we just need to chill out a bit yeah i mean we'll, at the end of the day everything will work out and, and it will be fine like president nelson said it's gonna be okay yeah. and i think if we just remember that then for sure we'll, we'll be fine definitely ron i think uh we've really enjoyed our time here with you the the conversations we've had and the <clears throat> courage that you have and the, the, the faith and you know, we've, I've learned a whole lot from just talking to you. Um, and before we go, if for our listeners, if someone's interested like in Affirmation Hawaii, how can they get some information to, to get involved and in, in things like that? Yep. Um, we, have a, um, we, have a, we have a really good and healthy uh, Facebook page. It's called Affirmation Hawaii Chapter. So if you type, a, search that on your Facebook and then just send us a, friend, uh, a request to join the group. It's very confidential. Uh, we try to keep our members safe um, uh, and we try to help them in any way possible. You don't have to identify yourself as anything. Uh, we don't care about labels. Uh, you don't have to be LGBT. We have bishops, faculties, you know, allies and gays, lesbians or whatever in that group that are just there to act human you know yeah so it's, it's it's pretty nice so they can find us through that or just reach out to myself or Esther Wilson uh, if they know them um, we have Zion Kenich um, she, he's also uh, in the presidency Michelle uh, Blimes she's a staff she's also in our presidency and uh, 
Kyle Devi. Yeah. And she's also in our presidency. So if any of the listeners know them, they can reach out to them or simply just find us on Facebook. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ron. That's all the time we've got today, but just a few announcements. Like I said last week, um, we'll be back just every Tuesday from now on. Um, and next week we will have um, on, assuming everything goes according to plan, we'll have um, Holmes Sri now, a student from Tongan. He'll be on um, to talk about his experience here at BYU Hawaii and what it's like being a graduating senior during this whole coronavirus uh, time. So... Thanks so much, Ron, and until next time.